imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Yo, Josh, thank you for your service. Salute. Yeah, if you hear me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I am your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. Uh, my co-host is actually going to be uh, off today, lucky guy, but, um, you know, hopefully, you know, he enjoys sleeping in. Um, I know he was uh, tired from overtime, so it's all right. But um, uh, we have a very special guest for you today. Um, I just want to thank Emma from the Imagination Podcast. She's given me a few guests lately, and they've all done awesome on the show. Um, Jack Pendergrass, how's it going, brother? Doing well, Josh. A little tired, but, you know, we'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying we're both like that last night i was on a legit bat podcast uh we did a, a show on the uh connecticut shooting of uh the hook sandy and uh it was very interesting um but anyways uh yeah i'm, I'm very excited about this show and uh yeah we could start it out man uh wherever you'd like to go with this we could go i would definitely at some point like to touch on the uh the secret society the skate the secret society the scabians i think that would be cool um but um, wherever you want to start, uh, wherever your presentation starts, let's go ahead and roll with it, man. Yeah, man. Um, just like to preface this, you know, with uh, for everybody watching, anybody listening, you know, like everything that we talk about, all the information we share, you know, has to be looked at through a uh, Christian worldview. You know, it's got to be looked at through the biblical lens. Otherwise, like none of it makes sense, you know. Um, so with that, you know, being said, uh, and start, start with some of this information that we have, you know, um, so my, my niche, my, my area of study is a, a company called Maximus Incorporated. Um, and there's just, there's just so much information to share about Maximus, you know, we'll, we'll provide links for everybody or, you know links to like uh 
my Telegram channel and you know Twitter accounts and you know Facebook and stuff like that. That way everybody can have some some points of reference. You know that way you don't get lost in it because it's easily done, right? For sure. Um, but yeah, um, you know a little bit about my background. You know, I I worked in the chemical industry for almost a decade. You know, I was uh, I worked for Dupont and Big Pharma. And the way I ended up learning about Maximus is like through the family court system and child support. So that's that's where that information comes from. Um, now to circle back around here in a moment, but the, those same families involved in Big Pharma, DuPont, you know, um, the pharmaceutical industrial complex, I guess you could refer it, refer to it as. Um, they're all connected to the family court systems, child trafficking, um, and all these secret societies. And Josh, like you've done great presentations, brother. I'm like, you know, we talked about it, or you talked about it in, um, you know, some of your interviews um, about learning where 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 people go to school and things like that. Oh, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, for you guys, uh, yeah, I, was, I jumped on Emma's show, and we also did it on our uh, our show as well. Um, I jumped on the Imagination podcast, and yeah, we just dig into that, and um, it's it's like an Illuminati uh, uh, draft pick, I think is is what it is. Is is <laughs> all these secret <laughs> yeah. societies, you know? Yeah. Well, they just get the best of the best. They find the the eleven best people out of each school, and then they they put them into this uh, secret society. They groom them, and they bring them into the uh, the the big club. You know, and they know whether they can hold the secret or not, or else most of these secrets would be out. And it's very tough uh, when we study these secret societies to to find out the inside information. There's not many whistleblowers. There's probably a reason for that because they all um, there's a few, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. Freemasons have some 33 degree Masons come out and give us a little information. Manly P. Hall was actually in the Freemasons. He writes a little bit. Um, you know, we get a little bit of inside information, but. I know, as you know, when you study these, these, uh, especially these college secret societies, the ones that are, that are, um, equal to the skull and bones, you're not going to find much information. You just have to keep picking and picking it. And, and you got to like peel back the onion deep or you're going to, yeah. you're just going to find, yeah. and you're only going to find on the surface information that, you know, the only scandals you'll find is like, Oh, one time the Dean was upset with them and they got, you know, or, or some kind of like, uh, you know, president of the school had an issue, but you're not finding this deep, deep information, uh, like trafficking children and, and deep stuff like that. It takes some really good research like yourself that, that you've done, you know? Yeah, man. I, it, you know, I started, you know, when I started looking at Maximus, you know, and that is, that is so many rabbit holes. In, you know, in, in one one subject, you know, there are just so many rabbit holes there. Um, then I started looking at Tennessee specifically, and and it's led me from from this company back to the secret societies that we we you know a lot of us know exist. And like you said, man, like we we do not have uh, the information that we really need. You know, we're we're only catching stuff in 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 piecemeal. You know, yeah. But um, that's that's how we get 
get this stuff out is like talking to other people and, and, and learning what they know yeah. uh, versus, you know, what we know and then everybody coming together and, and assembling, you know, a, a bigger picture, you know, from, from yeah. all these little details that we can find. Um, Tennessee is, for a long time, Tennessee has escaped public eye, you know, in terms of the powers that be here, you know. Um, I'd say for some of your more educated listeners and, you know, people who watch the show, and, you know, Emma and I, and, and big shout out to Emma, of course, for, for connecting us, man. And yeah, I'm for thankful sure. for Thank that. you. Me too, brother, especially a Christian brother like yourself. That's always great. Um, and, and if we're going to talk anything about uh, uh, child trafficking, I have a few verses for that too. When, once you're ready to, to get into that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's there again. You like, you know, you pick up, pick up your old King James and, and it's, it's right there. Everything. There's nothing new under the sun, you know? Um, but if we, if we don't pick up that Bible, we don't, we don't have the tools needed to fight the enemy, you know, or enemies. Yes. Um, and we have to be able to at least identify what we're, what we're going after. We have to be able to pull that out and say, Hey, this, this is what we're fighting. You know, this is who we're fighting. And this is the reason why <clears throat> I, I find a lot of people who, <clears throat> And, and, and I've seen it, you know, a lot of people who uh, don't have that, that faith, that center. They have issues when they start researching like we do and sharing information, you know. Um, you know, their their mind can't handle it, and neither can their heart, you know. Yeah, They really sure. can't. So uh, for anybody who's... A researcher, you know, reading, reading, and listening to what we do. You better, you better be in touch with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you're going to get through this. Yes, um, or, or life in general, you know. So, um, yeah. So I started started looking at Maximus, um, you know, and I've got several interviews out with other people, you know, and. Uh, Where am I going here? Um, <laughs> well, well, you can get into Maximus. I mean, I've, I've never, I've, I've never really got to hear a lot of about Maximus. Just a, you know, just a little bit from you. But uh, my audience has not heard anything about Maximus whatsoever. So, if you want to get into that, that'd be great. Um, I, and is this is is Maximus? Uh, is that the child uh, trafficking part, or is it just a huge company? I mean, just whatever you want to get into on that would be great. And then we'll we'll go from there if you want. Yeah, yeah, we can and. Uh... I'll start out with this. We'll do this. Okay. We just want to let the people know that are doing this, that, that, uh, that Jesus himself says it's better to have a, a millstone or hung around his neck and he casts into the sea that he should offend one of these little ones. Okay. Or, or, or cause one of these little ones to stumble. Okay, guys. So we got to understand that God, he, obviously he loves the children. He hates innocent bloodshed. It's an abomination in the Psalms. Uh, we got to make sure we understand that. Um, Psalms 127.3 says children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. So it's a reward from God. And then any, and then also if you read like about abortion and stuff, you're going to understand that God says that he formed us in the womb 
Like he's he's all about uh cre- creation. He's the even uh, even um Paul talks about like he helped he even talks about like God even helping with the delivery of a baby almost uh when he's when he speaks about like um like when he was born, like God helped him out of the womb, it says, or helped him out of the you know, to be born. So God is there like 24-7, ready to go, like uh helping us when it comes to um I believe when it comes to, you know, babies or, or, you know, the innocent, you know, so we got to understand that uh, it's very important to God. And in the Bible, you could tell that Satan was, was, was wanting uh, these, these, um, these people to be sacrificing children to Moloch and, and doing certain things that uh, shedding innocent blood, you know, so, and, and, and demons and all this stuff would want to do something like that. So I just want to let you guys want to add that to it before we get into it. So. It, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a good segue, brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Maximus, for anybody who doesn't know, and you know, we're, we're talking about some sensitive subjects. You know, um, Maximus, like if they affect everybody, whether or not you you really realize it. But Maximus is like you go back to 1975, and and I've done some really deep dives on Maximus. Um, so it's pre-1975, and I've traced them back to, to World War II. It's kind of how the founder came about being essentially groomed by his own father to create a company like this. So um, if anybody's, you know, had, you know, been married, um, you've had a divorce, you've had child support, um, You've had to receive state benefits, aka welfare, or anything like that. Um, you're in, you're in a Maximus database, right? So Maximus is. Uh, they claim that they're a government services corporation. You know, bridging the gap from from government to to the people, to the citizens, right? Well, yeah, that's that's what they say they do, but it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, they're in the business of human capital. Um, mm-hmm. What I mean by that is they're using you, your information. And when I say information, I mean biometrics, anything from your, your eye color to your hair color to your blood type to your DNA. They've created data streams from everybody, everybody, whether or not you're you're married or not. But, you know, they specifically target families Mm -hmm. that's that's their niche um that's that's their bread and butter um now that's how they initially started but to back up just just a moment the the founder of this company is former darpa and if you don't know anything about darpa you really need to start researching all of this um so this is going to be a pretty pretty dense presentation of information for everybody you know, start yeah. taking notes. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm actually when you when you see me typing, I'm just kind of. I want to make sure I have some notes as well, so I'm not texting anybody. <laughs> I'm just writing it's all it down. Good. So it's all good, brother. Yeah. Um. So, so there again, you know, if you have um, if you have a child support case, welfare, divorce, um, Maximus is at the center of it, and they've created, um these global systems to track and traffic children through the court system. And and, it, and it's all legal. And, and 
I say legal, um, and there is a difference between the legal system and the law system. You know, mm-hmm. legal is not lawful, and lawful is not legal. We have one system set up, um, specifically the legal system, which takes us all the way back to this uh, the Sadducees, Pharisees, and Sanhedrin. You know. Um, kind of the origins of that and even even before that with the canaanites and the phoenician the the canaanites basically the phoenicians um who became the venetians in italy part of the the black uh nobility black Mm. oligarchy right yeah we have commerce um that's where maritime admiralty jurisdiction comes from um was from those people and those are the same people that you just mentioned about sacrificing babies to Moloch. And that was the, the one of the Canaanite deities that they mm-hmm. sacrificed children to was Moloch. Mm-hmm. So we see in antiquity that you know people have always been a commodity to the people in power, um, and they've all been tyrants and psychopaths. You know, influence. You know, if they if they not been outright possessed, then they've been influenced by demonic entities, period. Yeah, um, the, the seven sacred sciences that all these secret societies go with, it came from the Canaanites. Came, uh, I've even had Gary Wayne track it, track it all the way back to Enoch on uh, Cain's side, not the Enoch that, that got taken to heaven. So very, yeah, very interesting stuff. So we, when you when you research this kind of stuff, it's um, it goes all the way back, all the way back. You know, all the way back to what to like to the beginning, you know, to the all very these secret beginning. societies to the very beginning. And you just see everything, you know, Babylon, everything coming out of that, you know. So very interesting. Yeah. But go go ahead, brother. Sorry, let me interrupt. So no, no, no. I, these this information, you know, like it's I think it's best if it comes out organically, you know, like because like bullet points tend to only hit very specific areas, you know. And you I look at it as like everybody knows something I don't, you know, and and we learn more by talking with each other, like like we're doing, you know. For sure, for sure, I agree. So, uh, yeah, man, Gary's Gary's research is fantastic, you know, and I've been trying to catch up with some of his information and like some of the stuff I I, I thought I knew. <laughs> um, same here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I had I had a good idea and. Uh, Thank the Lord, you know, like he confirmed some of it because like he confirmed most of it, you know, in some of his presentations. I'm like, okay, I wasn't off track, you know, yeah. I'm glad. Same here. Yeah, for sure. Because the last, last thing I want to do is like put out false information and be like mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, very true. And and like we said, like we, it's like, it just takes somebody uh, digging and peeling back the onion and, and, and then God will, as, as, as long as you're reading the Bible and you're with God, God will kind of, uh, he will show you some of these secrets that, that, and, and Gary Wayne is really, really great at that. And, and, uh, I'm the same way when I have him on my show, I, I think I know, but I have no idea. Just like uh, that old MTV, uh, uh, whatever show that was, I think I know, but I have no idea. Cause I like, I dig and dig and dig too, but I feel like I'm only, uh, uh, a rookie when I start having Gary Wayne on and he starts going through some of this stuff. But like you said, he does confirm some stuff from like, okay, cool. I was in the right area. I might've thought the yeah. power structure was, was higher here than it was. Um, you find out that people like the queen of England 
or the white pope is is really just puppets you know compared to these uh you know the orsini family like the gray pope and and all these papal bloodlines and you just find certain things out you're like wow okay that's what's going on you know um yeah um so the name maximus is actually a nod to the orsini clan mm -hmm. so that that's that's my conjecture you know that's that's a little speculation on my part but i think it's pretty well founded in, in fact you know <clears throat> when you're looking at the power structure of the vatican you know we have the popes that are presented to us right um the white pope of course and then you know you have uh your your, your black pope and then your gray pope um folks these 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 structures were created by people much more powerful than anybody that you can you can think of immediately because they, they keep them out of the public eye with with intent you know these are the people pulling the strings worldwide you know yes so we most have people, black no yeah most people are not going to hear uh pepe orsini for example like they're not going to understand who that is or or sometimes when people hear the black pope they don't even know what that is you know so um, there's a few families we could go over, uh, but you can keep going, but there's some families that, that I can mention that, that, that fall into that papal nobility class if people want to do more research on it, but you can continue your presentation and then let me know and I'll, I'll, I'll come in and kind of go over those. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and drop the names. Okay. If you want to. Well, there's, there's, well, like we said, it, it is, it, they're very secretive, but there's like the Farnese, Farnese, the, the Borgia, uh, Colonna is one that's, that's like. Colonna family is was was actually fighting with the Orsini family for for power. They were fighting, and finally, at some point, uh, they married in. So they just kind of came together, right? Yeah. So yeah. we got the Medici, the Goetani, the uh, the the Pamphilini, the Aldor Brandini, the Chingi, and the Conti is like that's that's some that people mention. Uh, there's a there's some more too. There's like um there's the House of Esti. Uh, House of Brexfire. There's also the House of Borgia. That's one if you guys want to look into. That's really, uh, you know. So, so if you guys want to look into those, you know, there's, they say there's 13 families. The they say there's 10 families. There are papal bloodlines. But what you'll find, uh, what we're talking about is you'll find a lot of popes and and power uh, going in and out, and probably black popes. They don't really have black popes. Like they're not going to really release black popes back in the day. They're going to release black popes now. We'll be able to see on center stage because a lot of them are puppets compared to or, uh, Pepe Orsini. But you, you'll see that there's a lot of like the Borgia family and 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 Orsini's. All these different people becoming popes and and high in power back then and uh, and running actually running stuff. Uh, definitely. They say that all roads lead back to Rome. In some cases they do, but I have heard that there's, there's families that are higher up than them, you know, but still, still they're running, they're running the show pretty much, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You've <laughs> got, uh, the Aldo Brandinis are interesting and like for each of these families, like it's, it's literally like a, uh, a history lesson to, yes. to get into them in depthly. Like you'll have to study and study and study to figure out where they're where they came from you know um you've got so the aldo aldo brandinis are interesting because they married into the roster the, the let me reverse that the rothschilds married into the aldo brandini family in mm. the 90s 
know, through the through their banking system, I you know they they were obviously tied together financially, right? So the so the Rothschilds aren't the most powerful family in the world. Um, they are the bankers for these families behind the scenes. If anything, you know, the Rothschilds are are the point men, you know, taking taking the hits in the media for 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 these people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you can uh, if you go back into antiquity and you know your sources are pretty accurate, then you see, um, you'll see a migration of the uh, the Egyptian pharaonic bloodlines going into Switzerland. Um, one out of two, every every man, I think, or every person, but I think it's specifically men in Switzerland have Byronic bloodline bloodlines. Um, same thing for um, a lot of the people in the United Kingdom. Like, um, there again, going back to your Bible, you know, we we saw the Egyptians who enslaved the Jews, the pharaohs. Um, and they're always at war with God. You notice the Pharaoh, the king of the, they, they would say like the king of the land at the time, they're always at war with God. Like you, you never seen it where the Pharaoh is, is, uh, is, is worshiping God, the father at all. You're seeing them always right. worship their own gods and they're always at odds with gods, but they're actually, you know, God is like still working hand in hand with them, still doing his plan. Even though he's not obviously, uh, they're not worshiping him, but you know, he's, he's still God's plan is still going through one way or another. He's hardening the heart of the of the Pharaoh, but you see that the king is going with God, but but God is, you know, obviously they're not they're not actually with him, but they're still formulating God's plan. God will take evil and make sure that that he's still doing good, you know. So it's yeah, it's all all to His glory, right? Yes, you know, it, yes. He, he flips the script on him. He he turns turns everything they do into something honoring himself, you know, and uh, I think that's just wonderful, you know, it's like you had your plans, but I've got mine. This is how this is going to play out. You won't see it coming, but this this is how we're going to do this. You know, that's, exactly. that's pretty great. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, um, yeah, when we, we, we talk about these, these multinational companies like Maximus, and some of the other ones, some of the military industrial complex companies. The the names may change, but their their plans don't. You know, they want to ensure the enslavement of of man. That's the this is part of the B system, you know. Everything they're doing is part of the B, B system and it's it's and the WHO, WEF, uh, World Economic Forum, you know, they're mm -hmm. they're all there by proxy. You know, they're they're there to enact these plans coming through corporations. But Maximus is a uh, uh, an, an anomaly in that, yeah, there are thousands of military industrial complex companies and contractors, but I've yet to see any um, any company that has um, one, the contracts they do, or the access to all the all the records for people that they do, it's it's astounding. Um, so if you're having any issues in family court, you know, there again, child support, welfare, 
what have you, you need to take a look at Maximus specifically because they've influenced every law, every piece of legislation, every policy change, um, anything that's associated with family courts and child support, Maximus is influenced. And they're doing it for multiple reasons, you know, but, uh, you know, they, it goes back to, um, goes back to the Bible there again. You know, they want to see the destruction of the family. They want to see godly men torn down. Um, they want to see the child separated from the family. That way the child can be trafficked. And, and there's no gentle way to put that. Um, they use people as, as capital. That's essentially what this company does. <clears throat> now they're multifaceted and that they're, you know, they're an integral part of quote unquote our government. Um they're they essentially the, the founder is a gentleman named David Vincent Master, and now he was uh running black ops in Vietnam. And those operations that he was part of were part they were recording biometrics back in the 60s. They were using what we would refer to today as supercomputers, you know, um, to record all this information. And, and that's led us up to where we're at now. You know, everybody's, uh, for a lot of people who have been paying attention, you know, they're, they're worried about Big Brother, right? And Maximus, if anything, is Big Brother. Um, they have just unprecedented access to everybody and every every piece of information that you can imagine um, about you and I um, and anybody watching or listening. Um, so when, when we talk about them, we also have to include um, the bar, you know, all the attorneys and lawyers, because they're the ones who have been influenced to write these laws to benefit the company. Mm. And of course, they're getting their little little. Um, scratch from the table so to speak but um the maximus is uh it's an evil company um but we know that on the surface they act like they're you're, they're doing great great work and it's you know philanthropy and things of that nature but that's so they can go back behind closed doors and and pull some of the most nefarious things that you've ever heard um so that's how I got, uh, you know, there again, I got started researching Maximus through the family courts and child support, you know, um, in 2013, 2014, I lost, you know, parental rights to my daughter, you know, I haven't seen her in a very long time. Like, I think this makes year 13 that I've not mm. seen her. Um, and I'm not, I'm not atypical. You know, um, this this is happening to and has happened to millions and millions of, of loving parents. Yes. Um, so that's what these systems are designed to do. You know, now, thank God that my daughter wasn't placed into foster care or anything. You know, uh, we didn't have to deal with that. But that's not the case for, for many, many parents. You know, the children are, are taken from them, placed into foster care, and then further trapped um if you you know talking about some some sensitive areas you know we all know about child sacrifice you know like we talk about Moloch and you know 
everything of that. 88 to 92 percent of the children traffic come through the foster care system. So yeah, Maximus. I was, was going to yeah. ask you what the number. I didn't want to spit out a number. I knew it was somewhere close to that. Like, yeah. So yeah, like, it's, it's high, brother. It's yeah, high. very high of, of of children that are sex trafficked, right? And and even the ones that turn eighteen, we, we we some of them are not able to track, you know. But I mean, a lot of them they track, but not. Some of them yeah. probably fall through the cracks, so it could even be a higher number than that. It's very, very yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's you know, we're just tossing out numbers that they're they're reporting to us. So, like you said, the the numbers are probably much higher. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe close to a hundred. Yeah. Know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But um, so Maximus is the company responsible for the databases that were created in the seventies regarding this. They were they created the databases for teen pregnancies, runaways, um, welfare, any state state sponsored or, you know, federally sponsored program where they're cataloging children. Maximus created these databases. The Freemasons do this all the time too, guys. They all gather together and they have uh they have this uh booth set up and they say that we want to make sure your children don't get kidnapped. So come in, we're going to put, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to do their fingerprints. Uh, now they're probably doing biometric type stuff. I haven't been to one in a long time. I know when I was a kid, my mom took me to uh, one when I was like really young where they're like just giving us fingerprints and, and saying, we're going to put this in a database. If they ever get kidnapped, we have their fingerprints ready to go, but they're actually taking this information. And instead of just getting the, the, the children that are in CPS, like, like Maximus is doing, they're they're also getting the information from the kids that are that are that are that are with parents, right? So they want they want all the information. It's very powerful, and, and um, like I said, they got names, addresses of these people, and uh, yeah, when they want to start making moves, like you're talking about child uh uh trafficking or sex trafficking, then they have these people in a database, and the people that are uh in charge of it, right? They would just go to that database and get their information, and then probably go and traffic those people. I would think. Yeah, I mean, I got to thinking about it like on a global scale, and Maximus is is global. You know, there's anywhere from twelve to fifteen countries I could name that they're they're operating programs. And you know, um, there again, this part of the B system, folks. It's like they're they're using healthcare as as the facade, you know, um, and you can pretty much put everything under healthcare. Um, from from your absolute absolute necessities, food, clothing, shelter, water, to banking, you know, from the financial side, you can put that under healthcare. Um, so that's just one of the one of the systems they're using, you know. And we know the other which are going to you know, be one of them will be banking or monetary systems, and then then religion, right? Um, so Maximus, like. I, it's hard for me to track down the information that I that I want and need about them because I would need access to databases they they only probably have access to right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but everything I'm you know I'm speaking of I've confirmed you know um, I've done a lot of deep deep diving on Maximus and and I got to thinking about proximity you know and logistics and I'm like why why is Tennessee so important and, uh, but Tennessee is uh and and I live near Chattanooga and, and specifically 
Chattanooga is um, we're a UN and World Economic Forum, World Health Organization. We we're a beta testing site for a lot of these agendas, a lot of mm. these wow. policies and whatever else that's being implemented in in North America. And a lot of the technology for this stuff is coming out of Oak Ridge. Um, there's an entire di digital twin of of Chattanooga that's recording 24 seven. 365 days um it's recording biometrics traffic into and out of and around chattanooga um it's it's when you think about the data streams that are being created it's really insane like we have the fastest internet in north america if not the western hemisphere um right now as it stands chattanooga has over 200,000 smart city grid sensors with over 4,000 miles of fiber optic cable like throughout the city. And that's mm -hmm. extended. You know, I live about 15 to 20 minutes north of Chattanooga. And over the past, say, 10 to 15 years, I've seen, you know, the infrastructure change um, to accommodate all that. So Maximus is really, really taking a hold everywhere, and they're using all of this technology, all this stuff going through the Department of Defense, the Atomic Energy, the, the Atomic Energy Council, and that leads us, you know, up to Oak Ridge. You know, Oak Ridge is about two hours northeast of me. Um, but there again, you know, you start deep diving and really digging and paying attention, you'll find that the Freemasons... Um, and some of these other societies are are tied to Oak Ridge and the colleges, you know, specifically UTK, um, you know, the volunteers, right? So we touched about it, you know, in, in one program him and I did, you know, about the scare. It's it's called the Scarabian Senior Secret Society. Um, and I printed out some some stuff last night. You know, it's it's from from one of the. Uh, the links I had. Oh, I th I've, oh yeah. Um, Emma sent that to me like right, right away when she got that. And that yeah, there's some interesting stuff on that. And w whenever one thing I'll say in the beginning is she told me about this, the secret society and, and she said university of Tennessee. And if you, I don't watch football anymore. I, I actually, honestly, I don't, I don't watch any of it. I don't watch super bowl. I don't watch anything. Um, I just, uh, immediately what came to mind was Peyton Manning, right? So I was like, okay, when she told me about the secret society, the, the maybe I'm saying it wrong. You could say the Scarab Society for short, okay? They even use yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce it for some reason. But anyways, uh, I thought of Peyton Manning. I was like, you know what? I'm going to look into this and see if, if, uh, if Peyton Manning is part of this. Because whenever I'm looking into these secret societies, I'm noticing that there's Olympic athletes, there's pro football players, and then there's – you know, judges and all these higher ups that are end up in the, you know, people that are part of uh, state representatives, uh, presidents, all that stuff. So all of a sudden, boom, I check it out. Sure enough, Peyton Manning is part of this uh, secret society that, that was in college. And these guys are equal to the skull and bones. Okay. You'll see as he goes through and I go through, you're going to find out that you're going to see like, oh, okay, they are definitely part of skull and bones uh, of that type of, uh, secret society in 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 college. So, go ahead. You can you can go through your stuff, and I'll go through a little bit that I studied on it too. 
yeah, Josh, like um, I was looking through this stuff last night, you know, just to refresh myself and um, some of the things that are in these articles, you know, from <clears throat> it's called the Daily Beacon. That was, uh, I guess it's still up there at UTK. So, and just as you stated, you know, you've got um, you've got the skull and bones. Or anybody not familiar with skull and bones, they're um, they're out of Yale. Um, skull and bones three twenty two is the name of their organization. Um, but this is all tied to Freemasonry and some of the esoteric religions going back to, you know, even predating um, predating Egypt and some of the older civilizations. But I guess in the scale, in the grand scale of things, you know, we're looking at this stuff coming out of Egypt uh, and the Gnosticism, um, the worship of, uh, you know, the Egyptian gods and things of that nature. And that ties us back into the Jesuit society, this, the, you know, the Jesuit order, the secret society, you know, the society of Jesus. Um, mm -hmm. And their, their symbol is a, is a black sun. Um, the, the, the Nazis adopted that black sun, you know, but the letters are IHS, um, which stands for Isis, Horus, and Set. Mm -hmm. which are Egyptian deities. So what's interesting, and I really started deep diving on, like, you know, the history of Tennessee. And that leads us to, um, there was a settlement, it's called Ice House Bottom, I think is uh, is the colloquial name for the, for the, for the settlement. Um, but it was an Egyptian settlement in Tennessee. Wow. That was flooded when TVA took over in the 30s, you know, for, for, for power generation, right? You know, they started building all these dams and, and, and things like that. But the, the settlement was over 9,000 years old. Hmm. Now, and I got to wondering about that. I'm like, well, there's got to be, you know, I looked at the Scarabean Society, and then I looked at that, and then some of the other areas in, in Tennessee, you know, specifically Memphis and Nashville. Um, at first glance, you won't notice the symbols and, you know, things like that. But it all goes, uh, I mean, it goes back into antiquity. It all goes back to the Bible. These these are evil people. Um Without question, you know. Um, so the Scarabean Society at UTK, um, like if you go through some of these articles that, that Josh and I are talking about in the link that were this this specific link is just exhaustive in nature. You'll find heads of state, you'll find senators, athletes, just a who's who. Uh, we'll go over. Of, we'll go over a few. I have like. A these are just notable members. I only got like maybe 10 or something or 11, but uh, you got Howard Baker senior. He's a U.S. representative from Tennessee. Uh, Howard Baker jr. U S Senate majority leader from 1981 to 1985. Ronald Reagan's chief of staff, uh, Bill Johnson, uh, 1957 all American garden football. Uh, you got uh, SD uh, Kafarver. He's a U.S. representative and Senator from Tennessee running mate of uh, Aldi Stevenson in 1956. 
Johnny Majors, national championship winning football coach. If you look up him, you're going to see some information on him. I, I kind of, uh, I don't have time uh, in this short week because I have so many podcasts going. I would like to do a deep dive on each one of these people and find out if they're uh, connected to any secret societies. Um, but you got Peyton Manning. Uh, everybody knows uh, him. He's a four-time NFL MVP, former quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you got John Randolph, Neil Jr., Scope's trial attorney, uh, Chris uh, Whittle, uh, past chairman for Esquire, Launch Channel One, uh, Launch Channel One News. So now you got media involved. Okay, you're gonna see that a lot too. You're gonna see some of these secret societies in college. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna have a lot of military. They're gonna have a lot of media. They're gonna have a lot of um, high up uh, government state representatives. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of people that end up in the chief of staff of presidents. So you, you, you're going to see yeah. that they're not on yeah. the forefront. So when you look up these names, like, uh, for example, you look up Howard Baker Jr., who has heard of Howard Baker Jr.? Probably maybe some people have maybe heard of him, but you're going to find out that a lot of people haven't heard of him. They end up on like a chief of staff or in a power position that you don't even know about. So when I read some of these names off, you're going to be like, I have no clue who that is. But when you do a deep dive on them, they have a, a huge influence on uh on on our society and they might have came up with some type of bill or helped push a bill through or you know probably was a middleman on a lot of deals between you know maximus group and and the president and, and however they work that little deal that they do but you're gonna see it it's really interesting that's the ones i have there's also re lee england he's a wide receiver uh uh it says that he's a a volunteer award winner in football, uh, current CMO and chief of surgery of Ivy Creek Healthcare. So you also find people that are high up in healthcare as well, uh, deputy directors, all this stuff. And then you're like, once you, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of onions to peel back when you start digging into this, and it'll make your mind. Exp it's just like studying the black ability. That's what that's what I could compare it to. It is exactly like studying that because you're going to find all these people and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, who's this person? Who's this? Who's this? Okay, let me tie him to a secret society. Oh, okay, he ended up going from this secret society to uh, becoming a 33-degree mason or becoming a, a Illuminati, whatever. It's just it's just uh, the information just keeps stacking up. And I'm sure you know, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was um, I printed out some some of the, uh, you know, some of the stuff from, from that site, man, and I was skimming through and, you know, um, yeah, you know, that the Iran Contra scandal was, was mentioned. One of the, one of the scarabs, they call themselves scarabs or bugs was one of the, the lawyers representing, I think, um, Oliver North when he was in during the trial. Wow. You know, and, and it gets deeper from there, you know. Um, yep. I think this is stuff that people need to read. Um, I want to expose what's happening in Tennessee because for a long time it escaped me about why was Tennessee chosen for, for all this stuff, you know. We have Oak Ridge National Lab, which is um, the home, one of the homes of the Manhattan Project, okay. So the Manhattan Project, um, and this is just information I've learned over the past, say, six months. Um, the Manhattan Project was it was what we were told for, you know, for nuclear proliferation, you know, to build the bomb. You know, going back to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, right? Well, another part of the Manhattan Project, which was running 
simultaneously was Operation Paperclip when the United States brought in German scientists to help them build the bomb. Well, part of Paperclip involved um, occult studies coming out of Germany that Hitler was a part of for Operation, or, you know, for Project MK Ultra. Yes. You know, so you start, like you said, you know, you start peeling back these layers and, you know, you never know where you're going to wind up. And, and most of the time, it, there's no place good. <laughs> yeah. But it's essential to understand this stuff so you can identify this stuff when it comes to you or you, you it comes at you or you see somebody going through this and you're like, hey, that's where this came from. How do we mitigate this? How do we fight this? Yeah. Um, you know, we get into like behavior modification programs through through the Manhattan Project. Um, that that takes us into Vietnam, which is where Maximus took his foothold. That's where you know, nineteen seventy five really started mm. pulling out technology through the NSA, and um, at the time it was called ARPA. And then it eventually changed to DARPA. Um, so ARPA is who created the internet here in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit later, it CERN in Switzerland. Yeah, the World Wide Web came from Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're seeing a you know a convergence of all these all these agencies and all this technology that these people have, have created. And I, and I say that loosely because I, I firmly believe that this, this technology and all this <clears throat> forbidden knowledge and wisdom um, is coming from, you know, fallen, fallen angel technology or fallen angel yeah. Yeah. knowledge. You know? I agree. So think now about I, this. Think about this. When um, the Roswell situation happened, uh, it happened right right in there where Operation Paperclip came over. Um, as everybody knows, uh, Hitler was actually, well, not everybody knows, but Hitler was actually involved in UFO also, you know? So he was doing that. We bring Operation Paperclip into it, and then we see. So it, the way I look at UFO and all that stuff, I don't look at it coming from other planets. I think that's, that's rubbish. I think it's all, uh, I think it's governments dealing directly with fallen angels and uh, demons and getting technology and information from them. So when they say like, Hey, soon as, uh, soon as Roswell happened, what happened? Explosion of technology. It has nothing to do with yeah. an alien coming from another planet telling us what to do. I think it has to do with us actually hand in hand dealing with, with fallen angels and demons and getting information and dealing with that spiritual side. Because also what happened is um, L Ron Hubbard and Jack Parson, they also did a, uh, uh, I think it's something of Babylon. I can't remember what it's called, but they also did some where they opened up a portal that happened during that time as well in the early forties. So you got a few things happening at once uh, operation paperclip. They're also brotherhood of Saturnalia. That's one of the uh, secret societies over there and the black sun secret society as well. That's uh, so you got a, uh, you know, NASA starting, they, they throw out the Saturn five, you know, all worship of Saturn worship of uh, Apollo, all that stuff. Coming through NASA, you know, not a space agency at all. <laughs> that's what I believe in. That's what I believe in. That's, yeah, that's great. Not that's a great. space agency. 
Uh, you you will see a lot of stuff, and I don't want to get into that. Uh, what I would explode on 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 flat Earth and all that stuff. We're just keeping it at where we're at. But you were talking about the Scabian Society about the so a large part of the group that continues today includes Egyptian and pirate culture is what it says. The emphasis on the emphasis is on ancient Egyptian culture and can be traced back to the to the scarab beetle. If you guys watch the mummy, okay? Watch the mummy. That movie you're going to see this little beetle that ends up digging into the in, in, under their skin. That's the scarab beetle. That's what it is, okay? So it's basically like um uh worship of, of Osiris. They say that the the use of the scarab beetle also is used as part of society's logo along with cross swords. So you're going to see like the pirate part is going to be like the skull and bones. That's, that's, that's what we're going to see. And then you see the Egyptian. If you look into Egyptian Freemasonry, that's probably what these people were digging into. Okay. Um, the other, the other pirate uh, culture would be what the skull and bones. And then you see this is, this yep. society also is the same way. So, but um, yeah, just wanted to put that, add that in there. Yeah. They even, uh, it's good. I guess it's, um, it's, I guess it's at UTK. It's called the McClung Museum. They even have a um, an entire presentation or or uh, exhibit on the scarab and and the the culture sur surrounding um, the scarab beetle itself and the worship of of that. You know, um, uh, let's see, let's see, just 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 quickly. Um, and this is from, from the McClung Museum itself. By far the most important amulet in ancient Egypt was the scarab, symbolically as sacred to the Egyptians as the cross is to Christians. Scarabs were already known in the Old Kingdom, and in the first intermediate period, the undersides were decorated. Um, so this is going back to um, King Den of the First Dynasty. Um, this is going back to, uh, and just a quote, um, thus I evolved myself under the evolutions of the god Kefri, and that's from the papyrus of Nesiamu, which is from the Ptolemaic period in, mm. in Egypt. Oh. So, you see in antiquity how, how powerful these things are to them. To me, they mean absolutely nothing. You know, it's yeah. a beetle to me. Um, I worship God. Yeah. I worship the creator. Yes. You know, Amen. Uh, not any of this stuff. But there again, it's important to understand all these symbols and signs. That way you know what you're dealing with. Because um, these bloodlines and, and the same thing for, for Maximus. Um, these things don't just come out of nowhere there's usually a steady progression of of people involved in these companies the bloodlines the, the selecting of people to run the companies um colleges you know their educational system it's all designed to keep this this these power structures structured for, for lack of a better way to put it um I think I think a lot of things right now are in their their their, their death throes, so to speak. You know, everybody, more and more people are becoming awakened to to what what's happening and and starting to research and um, put out the information. And thank God for that. Um, yeah, 
I've been, you know, I'm not a uh, any great authority figure on 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 this information. You know, um, I tell you, I, I you know, I use information from whatever sources available. You I know? say the same thing. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not the authority figure. I'm not like Gary Wayne, but you know, we're we're trying and we're digging and and we're finding stuff that people aren't 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 bringing out. You know, the Maximus Corporation. I've ever, I've never even heard of it, and it's it's good to know. You got to find out every every piece. You know, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. So you're just adding pieces to the puzzle that I'm that I'm studying, and and I'm sure you know when you hear Gary Wayne or somebody like that, you they're adding pieces to the puzzle, a lot of pieces, and you're just like, okay. Now this fits here. This piece, this piece fits here. This one fits there. Okay, now I'm seeing uh, the the picture a lot better. So it, yeah, it gets brother, really you know, interesting. Yeah, I'm just you know, I, you know, I, people like yourself, like presenters, you know, people are interviewing others, you know, like yourself and Emma, and presenting your own information. You know, that's that's essential to this fight, and that's what we are in is a spiritual battle. With, without question yes um, wrestle not against flesh and blood but principalities of evil there's i mean you guys got to understand that this is when he's when they say wrestle to wrestles not like um you know standing far away you're actually wrestling you know what i mean it's like a close combat and that's what's happening like every day as we can tell with our mind and and um i do believe that there's a fallen angel over each uh empire and they're and they're and they're running the the empire, and I do believe Satan is at the top, as we could tell. Not the top of everything. Obviously, God trumps everybody and everything and anything. But I think Satan is at the top. Is is who they're taking their orders from. And it, I'm just telling you guys. In the Bible, it says that that a, that an angel can. You know, you never know when you're entertaining an angel. Um, I believe angels can come in human form, and when they are here, they're in human form. So I do believe that fallen angels and and Satan. <coughs> can be here in human form you know that's just what i believe because the bible says it uh you see that lot when when uh when the angels came to to lot uh what do they say they they said that oh they're they were angels they could tell they were beautiful but they were in human form that's the way i believe they have to be here and uh it just gets it just really interesting yes i, I don't want to dig too far into that but that's just how it is man we got to be careful yeah um and if and, you know and if if we're not supporting and, and helping each other in this fight then who is you know we, we we've got to support each other um amen and it took me a long time like i've been you know man like i worked for dupont in the early 2000s so for a long time i was i was by myself you know with a lot of information you know that i was you know i was like am, am i really seeing this information you know and i had no I was no in a way vacuum. of sharing it, right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> not like wow. it is now. Now it's yeah. like it's different. You could start a podcast. You could jump on a podcast. You know, back then, you guys got to think about it. Like, uh, and it was that. Think about it in the fifties or the forties. Like, people had no way of researching any of this. All they get fed is information that 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 they want you to know. And then once in a while, you get somebody like um, Jordan Maxwell or something like that, where where he's like. You know, I think he was being fed information. I don't think that you know. I think he was researching, yes, but I think he was being fed stuff that uh that they wanted us to hear as well. I, he's a, he was a great researcher, but back in the day, I'm talking not not when he started doing it recently. Recently, I know he passed away. Rest in peace. But you know, people like that, 
he's 60 years he was at it uh bringing out information but yeah it's just uh certain people just uh they just start digging and digging and digging and they find out stuff and and, and all respect to him i'm not trying to put him down uh he he never he never took the bible though he he was a theologian but he never took the bible and 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 brought it fully to light what he would do is just say you know he would also say that the bible is a conspiracy as well and all that. So I didn't like that part, but he did have some great information as far as um, uh, conspiracy wise about these secret societies and everything. He yeah. did a great job on that. Yeah. Um, Jordan Maxwell, um, William Cooper, Cooper, Bill Cooper. For sure. Yeah. You know, uh, Behold a pale horse. If anybody is not familiar, you know, pick that up. Yeah. Um, but what, what you said, Josh, you know, like you got to kind of watch them, you know, because like, <laughs> yes theologians yes um believing in god and christ not so much so you, yeah. you've got to you've got to extract what's applicable you know gotta have a uh, foundation a biblical foundation that can't be shaken right. if you if, if jesus is your rock the bible is your rock and you're 100 in on that then it's okay to venture out and start studying conspiracies if, if you're not and your foundation will be shaken and you'll start thinking that Jesus is the S U N instead of the S O N or, you know, whatever they'll just start. They'll, what they'll do is that Satan will start deceiving you, you know, astrology. Oh, well, uh, Jesus is this, this, you know, it's just, you're going to get all, all confused. And that's what they, that's, that's meant to happen. They use the bait of the conspiracy for you to get sucked in. And then they start telling you the Bible is not real as well. And then you get all shattered. Well, you got to have a foundation. And just like um, Jack is talking about, you got to have that foundation so that when you go in and start listening to conspiracies, then you could break, uh, discern the parts that they're trying to deceive you on. You see it all over the place. And I don't want to mention a bunch of names, you know, because, you know, I don't want to put down their research, but, or, or judge them. But a lot of people are doing that. Our bait is like this for my show. My bait is the conspiracy. And then I want to show you that the Bible is real and show you the real truth. You know, we want to take the Bible and bring it into the conspiracy theorists home. And we want to take the conspiracies and bring it to the church. So the church knows that there's all this evil out there that they're not aware of. So it's kind of a, you know, and I know you're doing the same thing, Jack, which is awesome, man. I love it. Yeah, brother, which is about, you know, that's why I was excited, you know, Emma connected us, you know, because I'd yeah. watched, you know, watch some of your stuff. And, you know, and we had chatted briefly in like, in her, in her podcast, you know, which in, uh, I was uh, I was thankful, you know. It's a blessing to to find other people um, doing that because it, you've got to have that in your life. You know, iron sharp iron sharpens iron. You know. Amen. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I know we've touched touched on a bunch of stuff, but um, it all relates. It all yes. relates when you when you start. You start here at this timeline, you start here with these people and, and these dates, and then go a little bit further or a little go go further back. You start seeing how the, all these systems operate. Um, I will say you see how they operate superficially because there are so many levels to, to all of this. But um, yeah, if anybody is, is struggling with a, with a family court system, child support welfare, Look at Maximus, what they're what they've done, what they're doing. I've got tons of information on them. Um, now these these court systems, folks, like you, you see a judge in a robe, 
you see a magistrate in the road, that's part of the bar. And that goes back to, um, that goes back to Saturnalia. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. You're right. The black robe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. I've heard that before. And they have, um, you know, I can't remember the, the legal terminology, but you've got three, three parties usually to, to a lawsuit, right? You know, the judge, the attorney, state's attorney or whatever. Or, um, you're, you're, it's an inverse of the Trinity. Oh, wow. Mm. So if you think about it in those terms, um, everything they're doing is like an inverse and perversion of what God has set forth in, in the Bible. Everything. Um, be aware that your legal systems are based on deception through through language, which is what Satan told Eve in the garden. You know, he was using deceptive language. Yes. So. <clears throat> and we go in not knowing anything about law, and then you got to go in there and try to understand that. I mean, honestly, when I went in just for a traffic ticket before a long time ago, they played this. Uh, they actually just played it instead of the judge talking. They played it uh, like a tape or something and tried to tell you your yeah. rights. And it's like it's very foreign when I uh, the language is very foreign to you. You don't you don't even understand it. You're like, you don't even know if you want to plead no contest uh, guilty or not guilty because you have no idea. And you're just like, uh, you're not even sure. It's it's really it's really deceptive, really deceptive. And I could imagine going into child court and all that other stuff. You have no idea about any of the laws, and and they do, and they just use it against you, you know. And like you said, you get your children taken away, and they're in the if they end up in the foster care. Oh my goodness, it's a. Uh, and then you got people that are in foster care that like to molest kids as well. So they're like, the whole reason why they're there is to do that, you know. And there's deception there, and it just man. Yeah, and that's that's part of Maximus I haven't even touched on is like their job placement programs. It's like, okay, how are you gonna so so we know these 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 child sex trafficking rings, these these pedophiles and worse. Um you know, it's like how do they get to where they're at? Well, they've got other people behind them that have blackmailed them or placed them in positions where they can keep a check on them and cover their own selves. Yeah. And, and keep keep that structure together, you know. Yeah. Um, Maximus has a huge job placement program in like the United States, the United uh, United Kingdom, Australia. Um, they're everywhere. Um, they have over, I think last count is like forty thousand employees globally. Wow, that's a lot. And you know Big that company. number might seem significant, but what's significant is the placement of those employees. You know. You can For conquer sure. a country with two or three people. <laughs> they got 40,000. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and I've, you know, I've, I've talked to some friends in Australia and some of these, some of the other countries, you know, and, and Maximus is doing the same thing there as they, uh, they are here and have been since the 70s. Um, so there again, you know, like we've touched on a lot, but everything relates but um yeah i'm gonna do i'm gonna have to do a good dive on it so when you give me these links yeah just send them to me if you can and i'm gonna check them out man very interesting stuff on that and as was memphis tennessee where that explosion happened after the election is that is that 
and it was like an AT&T center there or something that exploded. Is is that, am I, am I mistaken or? Oh, uh, that was Nashville. And, Nashville. Uh, Nashville. And I've got some, I've got some links about that that everybody needs to check out. If you want to know, if you want to know and understand what happened in Nashville. Um, well, you were talking about like big uh, infrastructure and like agencies uh, doing fiber optics and stuff. They were saying that that, you know, AT&T, that was like a major explosion that happened and it knocked out a lot of the, uh, I don't know. No, it's my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's my understanding that here's, here's what's odd. You don't have an explosion like that and nobody get hurt. Right. Yeah. I think there were only maybe two people injured and that was a massive explosion. So that tells me that something was thwarted, thwarted, thwarted and, um, people were evacuated. So they knew in advance that something was going to happen. Yeah. That particular building, that particular area is a NSA black site. And mm. what I mean by that is, you know, nobody was really supposed to know what was happening in that in, in that building. So it was a, the AT&T building, which is referred to as the Batman building. Um, and I've got information on that, like, AT&T and the NSA have been contracting for a long time, performing illegal. It, it's highly illegal data collections on everybody. Yeah, everybody. Sure. They can hear all your comments. Like in Utah, there's a military base where they uh, they actually have a supercomputer and they're recording everything you're saying, any text message. Uh, anytime you talk and you say a certain word, it automatically starts recording. So what you're talking about is true. And Probably in Tennessee, they had that too, you know, and it's, um, I know an actual military base that they have, they're actually doing that for sure. Yeah. And, and they're probably, obviously they, they hate when we talk about that type of stuff. So, but yeah, yeah. They don't want anybody to know. Um, yeah. That was one of the reasons I think I got booted from Twitter several years ago is when that happened, you know, I was right on top of it because I was, I was um, actually on Twitter when the bombing occurred, you know? Wow. And, um, so immediately I was like looking at, at Nashville and, you know, I had figured out some stuff and started tweeting. And then from there, you know, um, some of the other information I released on Maximus and, and, and their connections to, to big tech, you know, to the NSA and some of these other, um, some of these other agencies like the Department of Energy and Oak Ridge and stuff like that. That's when I started having trouble on, on social media is when I started releasing this information, you know, I got shut down <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. They don't, they hate it. Dude. I even put out an episode on salvation. Uh, I, I put it's coming out on Monday. It's just on salvation. And, and, and they were giving me like a little bit of trouble. I'm like, what? Like now they're starting to look at our channel. You know, I could tell, yeah. um, I don't, we don't make any money off of it. We have like, we, we, you know, we probably make like, maybe two two dollars an episode or something maybe like through youtube so we just we get like because they do let us they allowed uh, ad placement right but i i put out a episode out about salvation and has nothing we don't say one thing about anything they wouldn't like and and they they do limited ads and then if i do flatter limited ads if i do anything that's obviously pertaining to what we're talking about limited ads we're not obviously, I mean, we're not trying to make money on it. Anyway. We don't even care, but at least they could just put it up there to help us get a new microphone, whatever. But they just limited at everything. 
they shut down everything. They don't allow anything. And um, you could tell when the truth is coming out for sure, because they'll just take it right off the internet right away. Just boom, it'll be gone right off of YouTube, you know? Yeah. Speaking of, um, same thing happened to, to Emma here just recently with um, her interview with, with Kathy O'Brien. You know, yeah, I, I was, saw that, man. I felt so bad for her, man. I'm uh, glad I listened to the live. You probably listened to the live too, right? I think yeah, you were on there. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad. I mean, even though you can't hear it on BitChute now, um, but yeah, that was, and I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't see anything that was, you know, too, too crazy. There were, it was a really up, uplifting conversation more. Yeah. They just saw that name. Oh, take it off immediately. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. We can't, we can't, have, we can't have you spreading the truth out here. Like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, Kathy O'Brien touches heavily on, on Tennessee and uh, the satanic ritual abuse that happens here. And uh, there again, that goes back to the to the Freemasons, the Scarabian Society. Um, and I started looking at Chattanooga specifically, and this was a few years ago. And I, and it's hard to find the information; it's really hard. But at the turn of the century, there were over a hundred and ten secret societies in Chattanooga alone. Wow! Wow, dude, and, that's uh, a lot. Yeah, mm. and a lot of them are still here. But you don't see them and you don't hear about them anymore. Yeah. Um, we're talking like, you know, the Odd Fellows, the Knights of Columbus. Mm, yep. Um, the Templars, the, the Templars, um, Elks Club, you know, all these, all these other names. The Lions Club. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny yeah, because they got these, like, I even see churches working with uh, the Lions Club. I see churches working with the Freemasons. Uh, we're going to do a blood bank or we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to, you know, it's just like, they have no idea, man. They have no clue, man, what they're working with, dude. And it's, it's terrible. They, maybe they do. Maybe the top directors do. And they're probably in the Freemasons. Who knows? But I'm just noticing, like, I see flyers and I'm like, let me look at the flyer. Okay. I see the name of the church. And then I see they're working with the Lions Club, the Rotary Club, and people, they, oh, they're just innocent, you know, but that's just the, the lower level of the Freemasons, man. That's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and there again, like just like you said, man, like um, either one, they genuinely don't know, or the other side of the coin is they know fully well what's happening and they don't care, and they're being influenced and, and manipulated into working being forced to work with with these secret societies you know because they want to get their foot in the door with the city right if you're a church so then well i mean which is hey which is good it helps uh it helps keep this the church open when stuff like uh you know the the sickness happened you know but besides that man it's like uh that's what happens it's hard that's why there's like a there's a there's a board of directors with a lot of these churches and and a lot of the board of directors are not going to be i'm not saying that they're bad but when you make it to a position like that, in some cases, you've uh, stepped on some toes, we'll put it that way, and rub shoulders yeah. with some evil to make it there, you know? Yeah, you really have, you know? And um, I grew up in the church, you know, and I and I saw, like, just in the short time I've been on this earth, you know, that I can remember as a child see, seeing the change in the church. Um, you know, my my, my mother's cousin was a pastor at a you know a pentecostal church of god um 
at the time, very, very, very devout, very, very, very rigid. And, and the older I become, the more, more I go back to being much more conservative, you know, um, did I get led astray? Oh yeah. For a long mm -hmm. time. Yeah. But, um, thankfully the Lord pulled me back in, you know, yeah. I'm so thankful for that every day. Amen. Um, Thank you, Lord. But you, uh, but you've got to look at what's happening in the world, you know, and that's, that's, that's part of the great apostasy is, you know, everybody being, being lied to the, you know, whatever veil that you started to lift is being pulled back over. And, uh, and it's sad to see, which is, which is why what we do, I feel so important, you know, we've got to bring people back to that center. Um, somebody has to, somebody yeah. has to, and, and we can't leave, leave it up to these, it's going to sound like a harsh criticism and it, and, and maybe it is, but you know, the 501 C three designations for churches, well, that just allows the government to come in and, and, and do whatever, you know, um, that limits what the pastors can preach on. Yeah. Um, if, if whatever board of commissioners or board of directors don't like what the pastor's preaching about, well, they're going to get rid of him. I got there's um, a ex prime example. There's a gentleman that um, he was a pastor at a church for like, I think like, I don't know how many years, many years. And all of a sudden he went to a uh, flat earth convention just because he started kind of, they start, he started studying the Bible and finding out that maybe this is true. Went to that convention, didn't even do anything. He just went there with his wife, came back and they immediately fired him uh, because he went to that convention. Okay. The board of directors fired this gentleman and this guy was, he's preaching the word, doing a great job, not, you know, but they just have these little things that they don't want you to do. And they want to keep butts in the seat. Um, and you're, you're definitely true. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm not trying to put down any churches. I mean, there's somebody doing a great job and doing amazing things, but it's just little things like that, man, that make you think, makes you go, Hmm, what's going on? You know, why, why yeah. would they even stop a pastor from preaching on anything that's biblical, you know? <laughs> Let's let's just open up the let's go open up the floodgates, you know, and um, I noticed with the Nephilim and, and the giants in the Bible or anything that's going against what science says, they're, they're like, oh, let's stay away from that. We don't want to open up that floodgate. And very true, man. And, and big ups to all the pastors out there, though. You guys are doing a great job. And and um, but there's just certain things, man, that we're noticing that, that that's not that's not it's not good. We need that. We need the truth. And that's it, you know. Amen. Amen. You know, if we don't have that, we have, we, we don't have anything, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, man, you know, you, you, there was a, a old broadcast from, from a gentleman named Paul Harvey. It's called if I were the devil, you know? Yep. yep. I heard that before, man. So powerful. And, you know, so powerful and exactly what's happening right now. Exactly. Yeah, it's like You don't have to do anything, you know? And um, the devil doesn't have to do anything. Mankind's bringing bringing this stuff about on on himself, you know. <laughs> For sure. But uh, we're getting close. Know, it, we're getting close right now to like the. We'll we'll probably end in about five minutes here. So if you want to have some 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 ending remarks for for the audience, we could do that. Um, about an hour and a half is what we try to keep the show, and I think we went over, geez, a whole bunch of awesome stuff. So if you want to have some yeah. closing remarks. 
for the audience, um, we could do that. Yeah, Josh, just, you know, thank you um, for having me, brother. Like this, I'm thankful, you know, I'm thankful for all the connections I've been been blessed with, you know, um, with, with good people, genuine people. Um, big shout out to Emma for putting us, you know, putting us together, you know. For sure. Awesome. Um, big shout out to Emma for, for she, she was actually the first person to interview me, you know, about, you know, at the beginning of all this. Um, big shout out to to my fam and, and at Ricky Leaks on on Telegram. Um, Rick and Lexi, just fantastic people. Um, or I, you know, I've been I've made some just tremendous friendships over the past few years. You know, people that I that I trust implicitly. Um, just to thank you for all the support from, from everybody, you know, confirmations, um, uh, and just, you know, everybody can find me on Telegram, Facebook, and Twitter, you know. Can you shout out, can you shout the, that stuff out so people can find you? Yeah, um, on Telegram, it's Maximus Disclosure. Um, I think my screen name on Twitter is the same thing. I think it's Maximus Disclosure, um, or Nougat Jack, um. N O O G A J C K, and then Jack Pendergrass on Facebook. You know, um, I'm working on some other platforms right now. They're not up yet, but I'm going to work on a Substack and, you know, a strictly an IG account for a lot of this stuff. Um, so I'll try to get the information out to everybody when when those become, you know, online. Awesome. So guys, uh, check out his stuff. Uh, check out his interviews on uh, Emma's uh, podcast, the Imagination Podcast. She's like our sister podcast now. Like, we pretty much share, try to get guests and and we share information and and she always shares our show. We always share her show, so we appreciate the connection. And yeah, bro, I've met some people that that are just amazing in this this industry, and so many people that I, I'm so happy are actually learning about the Bible now instead of just uh, sticking to only conspiracies and all the new age crap that's out there. So I'm noticing that a lot more people are getting woken up, not only yeah. to the conspiracies, but they are going to the Bible, which is, which we know is the truth has been on our nightstand the whole time. We could, we could study, you know, 20 million uh, bloodlines from all the way back to the Phoenicians and everything. But the truth has been sitting right there on our nightstand waiting for us to pick up the Holy Bible. So I appreciate the connection, Jack. Thank you so much. And, um, like I said, I appreciate the connection, Emma. Uh, like we always do, we'll end this in prayer and pray for these kids and everything that, that are going through this, you know. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this clear connection. We appreciate the the air that we breathe, the water that we drink. Uh, we appreciate uh, you exposing a lot of these secrets that are that are trying to be held in, in, in the dark. Uh, you're shining a light on these things like the, the Maximus Corporation, the CPS, uh, the things that the... Uh, the system is trying to do by taking away kids, Lord, shine a light on that. Help all these kids that are being trafficked, Father God, if you could, and, and help us to expose as much evil as we can so that uh, the, the people in the proper authority can try to fix this. You know, um, All we could do, Lord, is just speak on these microphones and, and, and try to pick it and do whatever we can to, to stop this stuff. But, but ultimately, it's up to you, Lord, and we're, we're going to put it in your hands. We're going to put everything uh, on the, on the cross and let you deal with it, Lord. And, uh, and, and if, if there's anything that you would like us to expose God, just to expose it to us. And we have no problem uh, going to these microphones and speaking uh, for you uh, on your behalf, Lord. So I just want to ask you, just use uh, Jack 
use me as a vessel. Anybody that's listening right now that has any issues, Lord, please um, fix their issues, uh, bind any evil spirits that are trying to attack them and try to attack maybe Jack or attack me um, or attack anybody that's trying to expose this type of information. Lord, thank you so much for everything you do. We love you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Jack, thank you so much. And everybody that's listening, uh, we're doing a lot of podcasts lately. So this will probably be uh, out in the middle of the week. Uh, we we have a lot of stuff that's coming out uh, in the future and a lot of good uh, guests coming on. And, and we appreciate Jack for coming on. Um, and if you guys could please share this podcast with as many people as you can so that this information can get out there. Also check out Emma's show, The Imagination Podcast. Check out some of the, uh, the, uh, the Twitter and also the... Um, uh, the telegram that, that he put out there. All right. Thank you guys so much. And God bless you.